From the studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California, this is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you, wherever you may be. Pastor Mike Douglas here, along with Elaine uh, Harlan, our producer and co-host, and, of course, our predecessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl, Al Ramsey, with us as uh, we have uh, another journey into mm-hmm. what uh, God has in mind for us this evening. And thank you for joining us, especially the, uh, those of you joining us uh, internationally. Uh, noticed a brand-new listener in London. Hey. Just, uh, welcome uh, to awesome. Lighthouse Live. Great to have you with us. And, of course, uh, tonight, Elaine, one of our favorite people. Mm-hmm. The doctor is in. Dr. Jim Welcome Hammond. to be here. <laughs> welcome to be here. As always, surprises and great insights, and we're going to look forward to that. Let me start with yes. one just for a second. Absolutely. Sure. As I was hearing your introduction which is absolutely true in terms of helping believers reflect his nature and, and bring his, his nature into action, which is true. But it's also presenting to the non-believer an accurate view of him. Mm. And I'm not sure which is more important. I think they're both equally important. Mm. I'd like you to appreciate that yeah. that is as important as the other. Ooh, thank you. And, and I think uh, that passage we often quote in in first peter 2 12 hits at that uh where you know the the people who are watching not mm-hmm. just the people being served but the people who are mm-hmm. watching uh are are getting the message and will ultimately call upon the name of the lord when mm-hmm. he returns mm-hmm. yeah, that is what well, gives and, them the ability to when they see a live example yes to put skin on jesus his nature his style that they will tend to turn to. But if they think they're not good enough to be perfect enough to be a Christian, they never even try. Well, a lot of wounded folks wandering around who... Are, are, you know, bear the scars of, of that. That's true. And, uh, you know, sometimes there's a shared responsibility mm-hmm. for that and mm-hmm. sometimes not. But uh, a lot of walking wounded who will not darken the threshold of a church ever again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet when uh, a believer reaches out to them and, and reflects the nature mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ, uh, that, that gives them a whole new perspective, doesn't it? Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing in these end times, mm-hmm. if I may be so bold as Absolutely. to describe that oh, as please. such. I uh, think we'd I, be in agreement with that. I believe. Beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> Sooner the better. Uh, that would be okay. But but we we've tended to focus more on his name than his nature yes, as a body. That's right. And his nature is reflected in his word, but his word is alive. Mm. It's not words out of a book. 
It's words that come out of the Holy Spirit. They're a live communication, as is his nature. Mm -hmm. And we forget that, and we think he's nice. And so we try to be nice. We become doormats, and and we become passive. And then we became angry and resentful. And all of that is because we think he is something that he's not, Mm. and we think he's not something that he is. Mm. And that is someone that wants to live our life with us. That's his plan for our sanctification, to live our life with us, to be able to have him live through us, and, at least with me a lot of times, for me. (laughs) No, if you look at the course of of human history, it it is almost like a a graph. You know, Adam and Eve are are there (laughs) with God and and are separated, and you have this long period of, of separation where... You know the angle, uh, yes. Yeah. You know, and and then we come to the incarnation of mm-hmm. of God through Jesus Christ, and and suddenly we come back, and we, you know, we hit that nexus again mm-hmm. where we see the true God, we see His mm-hmm. nature, we experience it, we walk with Him, and 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 then here we are again. We're we're on that uh, mm-hmm. you know path where uh, the, the you know the angle of separation. There is. Uh, Again, and I'm just thinking, I, I agree with you. I, I think it would be neat for that angle to come back again. Mm-hmm. And that, well, we that, don't uh, realize that it's grace that takes away the toxic power of the knowledge of good and evil that came with the fall. Mm-hmm. You know, we forget that without grace, we can't afford to see accurately. That's right. We really yeah. can't. Yeah. With a flashlight, we cannot see deeply or accurately. Well, we have bylaws, don't they explain all that stuff? And we'll talk about that in a couple of minutes, right? Right now, though, let's check in with the voice of the martyrs. What will people think when they hear that I'm a Jesus freak? What will people do when they find that it's true? Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with the unspoken lessons of the catacombs. Beneath Rome are nearly 600 miles of winding caverns hand-dug by early Jesus freaks. Originally, they were only underground cemeteries, but as persecution increased, Christians would gather there for prayer and worship. Carvings in the catacombs reflect the kind of hope not found in cemeteries above ground. Pagan headstones might be inscribed with the words, live for the present hour, since we are sure of nothing else. But down in the catacombs, you can still see carvings of the Good Shepherd, crowns, vines, the ichthus fish, and inscriptions reading, the word of God is not bound. How do you respond to the voice of the martyrs? Go online to persecution.com. And back with you here on Lighthouse Live. Again, Mike Douglas here along with Elaine Harlan and Al Ramsey and our special guest tonight. Uh, the doctor is in, Dr. Jim Hinman. And, uh, uh, you know, just want to say a big thank you to Turlock Community Fellowship and, uh, those folks, uh, just a wonderful shepherd down there, Dr. Michael Wright. And mm-hmm. we had a wonderful time there on, on time. Sunday. Yes. And Michael uh, had the opportunity to take a well-deserved rest and see his family in, uh, in, in Texas, some of whom have been affected by the hurricane and all of that. Mm-hmm. But, of course, we created you know massive death and destruction and there were riots <laughs> and all of that. A great conversation. <laughs> no, and you just delivered kidding. an outstanding yeah. message, Mike. It was great. Well, and, and what a precious, mm. what a precious mm. congregation. A lot of uh, folks who are developmentally disabled mm. uh, in that congregation. Mm. And to hear their voices sing 
you know, during worship. You know, I, I mean, we've so been sweet. doing worship since I was so knee high to a grasshopper. But boy, when you hear those voices and it's just mm-hmm. pure, mm-hmm. pure, unadulterated, yes. unfiltered joy. Yeah. Boy, that that gets to you, Nothing doesn't like it? it. Yeah. Isn't it funny that he says, "Come to you, come to me as a child." Yeah. yeah. And it's often those that quote have developmental delays or challenges they that see it actually clearly, huh? see it clearly. Yeah. And we, with our college educations and all of our sophistication and complexity, miss the point. No, nothing yeah. hold, held back. Just, nothing just held back. Just the joy of singing. Freely to given to start. A yeah. loving father. Doesn't matter if it's in tune, off tune. Offbeat is just the joy there. I think we're the offbeats. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Well, let's check in right now with uh, Brad Dacus. It's time for The Legal Edge, a look at your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. And now with a look at what's happening on the legal front, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, Brad Dacus. It's time to set the record straight. You see, California's homosexual lobby has been inaccurate when it says that their policies take nothing away from others but simply equalize rights. Proof of their inaccuracy recently came to light when the state refused to recognize a marriage license simply because they used the terms bride and groom on their license. Instead, couples must use the terms, quote, party A and party B. This is due, of course, to the state Supreme Court ruling legalizing homosexual marriages. Now, this chaos can be stopped with the passage of Proposition Eight on the November 4th ballot. If this fails, the terms bride and groom will continue to be shunned by the state of California. I'm Brad Dacus. To find out more about The Legal Edge, call 916-857-6900 or log on at pacificjustice.org. And we're back with you on Lighthouse Live and uh, time to take a look at some of the volunteer opportunities from the United Way's Lend-A-Hand list. Uh, You can actually help citizens stand up and be counted in this year's general presidential election process on Tuesday, November 4th. Tech-savvy volunteers are needed to serve as poll workers, uh, bilingual poll workers and on-call poll workers uh, from 6 to 10 election day. Poll workers help to set up the voter uh, precinct and maintain security of ballots and all the voting equipment and help out uh, voters as necessary. A $95 stipend is going to be offered for uh, your voters' time and commitment, which includes a mandatory two- to three-hour training class, and training is going to provide uh, an excellent overview uh, of the election day process, as well as hands-on equipment training and kind of ensure proper setup and operation of the voting equipment. Classes will be offered the week of October 18 through the 25th in Modesto, Oakdale, and in Turlock. Uh, All interested individuals must be uh, registered voters in California and attend the training volunteer applications. Uh, Those are available online at www.standvote.com. Imagine all the people uh, turning out to vote. Imagine the political commercials will quit (laughs) for a while. Won't that be a a great thing? Amen. That's the beauty of my birthday, November 5th. Is that your political commercials? Is that right? Oh, November what about happy wow. birthday on November 5th? <laughs> That'll be an ac- added I'll present be 39. right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, the anniversary of, no, we're just kidding. <laughs> the American Cancer Society's Discovery Shop uh, inviting volunteers.
volunteers uh, age 14 years and older to show off retail fashion flair, uh, cashier sort price, steam merchandise, and set-up uh, displays. Volunteer uh, flexible days and evening shifts available. Um, they have uh, a fabulous, and I know this is going to interest all you guys sitting around the table, but a, a new shoes event with over 300 brands. Brand name. I'm sorry, Mr. Al. The look you were giving me was like so. <laughs> 300 brand new shoes on October 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Uh, the Discovery Shop is a unique. Well, they're saving souls. <laughs> there you, I like that. Sorry. Discovery, you should be. Discovery Shop. It's, it's a work in progress of repair. <laughs> the Discovery Shop is a unique upscale resale uh, shop and thrift store prices featuring gently used clothing, beautiful jewelry, <laughs> and collectibles and more. The shop's proceeds fund research, provide education, uh, and family service programs towards uh, the fight against Amen. cancer. That's great. Amen to that. And Stanislaw County Police Activities League. Uh, the kids need you to coach uh, non-competitive selection. Lita Soccer League, sponsored uh, by PAL. Volunteers share basic knowledge of the game with youth, uh, age 6 to 13, uh, three divisions. The teams practice two to three times a week and participate in games uh, from 9 to 1 on Saturdays at Finney Park. Uh, this goes on for 10 weeks. Uh, schedule at Coach's Convenience, so that might appeal to you if you are at least 17 years of age and enjoy sports and kids. That's kind of important, then you don't want to miss uh, the chance uh, to be a part of this fun at a fast-moving team play. If any of these things interest you, then you might want to contact uh, Janet Jensen. She's filling in for Barbara Borba through October 16th, and you can reach Janet at 209-524-1307, extension 113, or reach her at org, And you can always give us a call here. We are reachable at 209-544-9571. And we'd be glad to talk to you as well. Uh, next, uh, here at ABC, we have donated refrigerators that work, that we need. And if you, uh, we've got a long list of people needing refrigerators right now that works. So. But isn't it amazing when we put out, I mean, you wouldn't think refrigerators would come in. They do. Mm-hmm. They do. Mm-hmm. Believers oh, come in with refrigerators, mm-hmm. and it's just amazing how God answers And you know what's funny? Things. It's an answer for prayer for the person who's answering the prayer. Oh, indeed. Because yeah. often they're wondering, what do I do, what do, with, I do this? with this thing? Yeah. And yeah. now I know what I want to do with it, which right. is an answer to their prayer and an answer. God is yeah. win-win. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Everyone yeah. comes out ahead. Bar none. It's amazing. Just yeah, the absolutely. other day, we had a family with 10 children who needed a refrigerator. I mean, we, you know, it's hard to imagine having 10 children, but, you know, with no refrigerator. So that was a, a blessing for mm-hmm. everyone uh, involved. So if you do have a, a working refrigerator uh, to donate, please call us. Uh, again, 209-544-9571. Now, if you can fix a dishwasher uh, or change an oil in a car or s- install a starter, uh, give us a call. Not only only uh, with the opportunity to bless these physical needs, but also to establish a new friendship in the process, thereby sharing the love and the light of Christ in the process. That's that's really what it, it's about. You know, it's, it's, one-to-one you know, relationship. Mm, and and it, all it takes is being available. You, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I think in other uh, efforts, we, we err when we make it mandatory that, you know, you serve, but then you have to share the gospel. In this certain way, you have to ask the diagnostic. We don't do that. You know, God's going to show up when you show up. 
<laughs> with you, mm-hmm. and uh, the people are going to see him, ref- his nature, his character reflected through you. Let God do the work. You don't have to do the heavy lifting there. He's well, unless it's formula God. He's, He's not, not a, a formula, formula God. God. Absolutely. And you know, the refrigerator may not be pretty, but if it's cold, it That's does right. the job. Hey, That's right. You know, you can clean and it you may up not and... be very athletic, but you can touch lives being a coach. That's right. By helping them learn to have faith in themselves. Amen. And that goes a long, long goes a long way. Ways. You bet it does. It's always a pleasure to have you here, Jim. He's just like one of the family, and you are. You know, you're more than uh, a psychologist, an author, and a coach. Because I think more than all of that, you're a dear friend. And in the announcements, uh, we mentioned being counted, and the fact that we are in an election year. And we will be glad when when those uh, advertisements that we see on the on the TV so often uh, stop being played. But some strong feelings uh, in the public arena right now, being that we are in uh, an election year, and 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 people with strong feelings, particularly if, if you're losing a job or if you don't have a job, and uh, in these economical times that we're in, and um, you just, you know, you just almost want to uh, address those kind of things mm-hmm. uh, with people because, you know, out in, in the daily field where we are, we, we see that a lot. And I know that you see that in your office oh, as yeah. you sit across the desk when people come in to see you. Is it extraordinarily, extraordinarily edgy right now? I mean, are, are people I just... would say it's more edgy than in the 36 years that I've worked. Really? Hmm. That is saying something. Wow. Um, for one thing, it's so much beyond people's control now. In the earlier waves, it was people who, you know, the old adage, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people got drawn into the creative financing on homes. Mm-hmm. Because the American dream is having a home. That's not God's dream for us, Mm. having a home. God's dream is for us to be a home for him to dwell in. And that's true whether it's a rental or a car that you're living out of or a nice house that you own. Mm. He doesn't care about those material things. He cares about our character. So people that may have unintentionally assumed that the, that the growth was going to be there, the, they'll come out ahead, and they, they hoped that it would, and they gambled, and they have painfully lost. But the repercussions are now affecting everyone. The, the markets, the economy, the... Uh, the, the businesses that are having to lay people off because, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's really a crisis of faith. People have put their faith in the American dream. Mm-hmm. This, nowhere in Scripture is the American dream. Right. New or Old Testament. Nowhere does the American dream show up in Scripture. That's not God's promise. It's what we believe should be. Are due. And that worldview actually is about 180 degrees away from that surrender and reliance and allowing God to have control. 
doesn't expect us to pull ourselves up no. by our bootstraps. That's he, not his plan. That's not. Yeah, it isn't. Can you imagine, Jim? People listening to the words right now, thinking, "What? The American dream?" But you know, you think of God's blessings, and yes, mm-hmm. He wants to bless us, but His blessings come in different forms, don't they? Yeah, it's not. I mean, not that there's never material blessing, and and and, sure. and we need to have a certain amount of material in order to survive because he does promise to provide he will provide but he doesn't necessarily provide you know a 2,000 square foot house it may be something very different than that it's 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 just really sad it's a major crisis of faith where people have believed a certain way they're being forced to make decisions that go against their beliefs Mm -hmm. because of financial urgencies they're trapped they're trapped and it's a time when we need to have as clear a perception as possible about God, about his plan, about how we fit in his plan. This is a time to really get to know Papa, to really get to know our big brother Jesus and bring this to him and let him be a part of it with us. And I think even many believers, mm-hmm. uh, intentionally or otherwise, make government the savior yeah and our salvation is not government working it out Mm-mm. you know it's it's heart change yeah uh it's heart change in our streets and our neighborhoods and, mm-hmm. and individual homes you're know, talking about that edginess uh elaine and, and jim you know you, you open up the and i i quit doing it open up the op-ed page mm-hmm. and you read the letters to the editor mm-hmm. it's like you open that page up and there's venom just mm-hmm. Spewing, you know, like you know that those snakes you see on the Nature <laughs> Channel that mm-hmm. that shoot out the mm-hmm. venom at you. It's like I open the page and it's, <clears throat> you know it splashes in my face. How, and people are living twenty four seven in venom. Angry. It seems like it is even in anticipation. They live in venom, mm. and the time machine is bad enough in good times. But when you have the time machine, that's where we leave the present and go into the future or the past. Mm. And we can do the what if, the if only. Should it. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. And those things create a bitterness and a resentment, a defensiveness, a shame, Mm -hmm. a Mm self-hate that touches every life that that person touches is touched by that. And it just ripples out like a stone in the water. So people really are going scary. to deal with these things in all sorts of different ways, aren't they, Jim? Mm-hmm. Some people, I think, have a better faith walk as a result of some of this than those that haven't been touched by it at all so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, he will use any valley to help advance our becoming, our becoming in him as a new creation. The deeper the valley the more abundant the nuggets. I swear that's in the new, new international <laughs> version coming out soon at a store near you. They'll have it at Beardsley's. And <laughs> that, that is true, isn't it? Yeah. And, and you know, isn't that the pits? But, but that is when, you know, that, that surrender is so much in its purest form. 
And that's the transformation. And man, that's when that's when God. Uh, I mean, He's there, but that's when mm-hmm. He takes over. And and uh, you're right. Some nuggets come come out of that pain and, and mm-hmm. suffering that are just absolutely incredible that we wouldn't see otherwise. Right. But it's still difficult to be thankful for the pain while you're in it. It is. And if we assume that I am my mistakes, I am my pain, I am how well I'm doing, if that's who I am, then I have every right to feel horrible. Mm. But that's not who God sees us to be. He sees us to be a new creation becoming in him. How we're feeling, how we're doing, how you know, all of that is not identity. It's how we're feeling or how we're doing. Right. It's not who we are. It's not who we are. Right. And God knows that, and we need to learn that from him in this time of crisis, most of all. So a question comes up from a lot of folks in, in, in those valleys, and, mm-hmm. and again, as we, a lot of people are in them mm-hmm. right oh, yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Where's God? He seems to be silent. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, how do we answer that? I guess we need to define the terms. What does silent mean? I don't see God as silent at all. Mm. But I do see him as from the beginning saying he wants relationship, not Mm. robots. That he is going to have a plan that involves free choice and with free choice is going to come wrong choice and wrong choice is going to beget more wrong choice. So he knows that already. He is not silent, but he's not a codependent parent, Mm -hmm. a bellhop that is supposed to be on demand for whatever prayer, you know, someone wants if they don't, if the answer isn't yes, it means he doesn't listen and doesn't answer. That's not true. And he doesn't need your react like no. we do. Yeah. You know, my kid wants a gallon of Rocky Road ice cream, you know. Well, I better give it to him or he may not like me. God's not like that. God's not going to say, here, have this Rocky Road ice cream if it's going to hurt you. He's not going to be intimidated into doing something that isn't truly in your best interest, even if it means you're mad at him. So many folks may be looking for results, and God's looking for the relationship. It's the process. It's the process. And what's so funny is the people that I've seen that have been touched so far and have been able to begin to see the process in it and the relationship opportunities to to deepen that Mm. with, with God, with other believers, with family, they... They, they would not have intentionally signed up for it. Right. <laughs> but there's a blessing for them in it. Yes. And it's not, it's not phony baloney. It, it's right. genuine blessing. Hmm. Genuine blessing. You mentioned nuggets a few moments ago. You've got so many nuggets in your book. And you mentioned the word Papa. We get mm-hmm. <laughs> Papa comes from a book sure. that we've sure. around the table yes. have, have shared. And uh, what are some of the nuggets that you are sharing with some of your clients of late, Jim, going through some of the crises and some of them experiencing uh, some of the hopelessness mm-hmm. that they feel when they come in, if you will, very quickly? Probably the thing that I do the most is try to help a person begin to understand accurately what God's plan really is for sanctification, for recovery, Mm -hmm. for dealing with making healthy change, which is different than salvation. 
They're, mm. they're, they're related, but they're not the same. And God's plan for healthy change is actually very simple and very straightforward. And that is he wants to live our life with us. He wants to experience with us and for us and through us, like I'd mentioned earlier. And what he wants is an attitude of grateful humility from us because that's the best teachable spirit, teachable attitude is an attitude of grateful humility. Mm-hmm. Now, how can I have grateful humility if I am earning God's free gift? Mm-hmm. If I am by performance feeling entitled to God's blessing, there's no grateful humility. His plan depends on grateful humility. And the other thing it depends on is powerful vulnerability, Mm. where it's more important to learn and grow than be right. So we find the painful mistakes we've made. Yes. Powerful vulnerability. That is tough. Powerful vulnerability. That proving that we're right Mm -hmm. gets us into some deep weeds, doesn't it? It gets us over our head. Even if we're right, having to prove it Mm -hmm. is so counterproductive. And it makes it hard to learn. And what he wants is someone that is willing to learn and grow. Mm. That's his plan. He provides everything else. He really does. Great point there, I think, Jim, your your comment about that God's plan for healthy change is different, related, uh, but also substantially different than the plan for salvation. And I think Mm -hmm. so many many times in our our Western uh, Christianity, our practice of it in the Western world, we kind of make the salvation element the thing. It's a big thing, but it's, it's not it's the a whole huge thing. thing. It's a huge thing. It's a one. It's above my pay grade. There's people like you and <laughs> Elaine and, and and other pastors. As far as I'm concerned, that is not my gift. But having absolute faith in His plan for healthy change. That's what he's given me absolute faith in it and being able to get your arms around that worldview mm-hmm. i would imagine unlocks a lot of closed doors it and, does and the compartments that we have been stifling ourselves in as christians who feel like i have to be a good poster child for god mm-hmm. it's my responsibility to be a good poster child a good public relations person for god and so we go around these little boxes and we're not being genuine. And if Jesus was anything, he was genuine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was genuine. He was real, transparent. You bet. You bet. You know, we've got so many good things uh, to cover here with you. And, and talking about the nature of God is just a wonderful thing. And for me, uh, the group Third Day nails It's time it. for the That's legal edge. A no, look at your rights. That's what we want to cover. This is, though. And the group Third Day nails it in their latest number one song. I love this. Call My Name. And that's what we're going to do right here on Lighthouse Live. And we'll be back. It's been so long since you felt like you were loved. So what we're wrong. But do
tired of that. Mm. Call yeah, My Name. Beautiful. That's from their Revelation CD, Third Day. It's got to be my favorite. I, I tell you. Isn't that the raw stuff, right. you know, mm-hmm. that God's all mm-hmm. about? Mm-hmm. Can I, can I share? The performance. That, right. Scrap the performance. Right. Just call mm-hmm. my God. Mm-hmm. That's it. I got to share with you guys something I shared with some friends uh, recently, and this is from The Shack. And uh, on that same note, um, this is a nugget, and this is from page 97, and this is Papa talking to Mac, and it's about a little bird. (laughs) This really hits close close to me. And it's talking about this little bird, and and she's telling uh, Mac, uh, the little bird was created to fly, and uh, most birds were created to fly, and being grounded for them is a limitation. You, on the other hand, were created to be loved. So for you to live as if you were unloved is a limitation, not the other way around. Living unloved is like clipping a bird's wings and removing its ability to fly. Not something I want for you. You know, when we call out to God, whether we are feeling uh, insecure in these economical times, whether we're going through the loss Mm -hmm. of a loved one or whatever it is, his name, his nature is so very powerful. And really, you know, crying out to him, praying for, you know, whatever it is we need, that's really, I mean, he is the ultimate. You know, his, uh, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these, we were talking earlier about the economical uh, hard times that are, that's an understatement. It's really an yeah. economic crisis. But that crisis, in turn, hits all kinds of nerves, adult child wounds from childhood, wounds within relationships that um, have maybe been below the surface, but the pressures of the economic crises increase that pressure to the point that it spills over. One of the things that I feel so strongly is that people need to have access to the tools that God wants them to have for free. Mm. God's wisdom needs to be free. Now, my time is expensive, but his wisdom needs to be free. And that's where the shack and... And, and lots of other books and mm-hmm. tools are. Mm-hmm. And, and speaking of, of tools, mm-hmm. Jim uh, has some very good uh, tools, and, and they are free. We haven't talked about who's really driving your bus yet and some other free things, but we need to, to hit on that. And these are available uh, for our friends listening, uh, either locally or not, because they're also on the web. Mm-hmm. But Who's Really Driving Your Bus is a, a great book, and uh, these are available uh, here locally in Modesto, California, at Beardsley's Book and Bible. You can pick that up. Or in Turlock, California, mm-hmm. on West Main Street at Family uh, Book and Bible Store. Or on the web at the mm-hmm. careforyou.com website, which is also now uh, showing the video, which mm-hmm. is excellent. Uh, now, Jim the care Park. is C-A-I-R. Yes. G- because that's kind of confusing for people sometimes. Changing attitudes in recovery is what yeah. the C A I R stands for. F O R Y O U dot com. Care for you. That's e- what he wants to do. Is to care yes, for us. Yes. He Excellent really does. Website. I might add, Jim. Talk about the uh, website and the video you have going on. Well, I'm kind of excited. We have uh, recently the technology. We have the full video, Willing to Be a Fool for God. All six chapters are free. There's no cost. You can download it. You can watch it on the site, or you can download it to your computer. There are 
tremendous free uh, information with different problems like depression, anxiety, chemical dependency, alcohol, drug abuse. Um, it talks about the role of spirituality in the change process, the distinction between religion and spirituality. Can I just interject sure. something? I watched all of these, and I felt like I had been in church. I yeah. am so <laughs> serious. You did a magnificent oh, job. Thank you. Uh, it was just remarkable. It really was. So I highly recommend that. Uh, maybe There's watch. things that are free mm-hmm. or very low cost because you have to have tools to clean your filters. Mm. And crises make filters that much more murky. The crises make it more obscured, and therefore you get falling into a circle that becomes a spiral of hopelessness. And that's despair. Mm. That is despair. It doesn't have to be that way. Those filters are difficult things. Mm-hmm. And even within the body of Christ, you know, the, the filters that, that we, I was talking to uh, some guys that I work with a lot and uh, started meeting with a couple of them and, and learned that there was some, what I was transmitting was not what they were hearing. <laughs> right, right. And what I thought they were receiving wasn't th- what I thought I was, mm-hmm. uh, was transmitting. Mm-hmm. And so and the that's the beginning of, that, of wisdom. But see, yeah. that brings up a point that I usually mentioned I hadn't mentioned yet at the heart of God's plan for healthy change the plan of grace is our ability to feel good about noticing things that we don't like to see mm-hmm. now you don't like to see that these people had received something different than you intended that's not something you go yippy skippy I'm glad <laughs> But the fact is, sorry, Elaine, it came out her nose. Lucky is water. There goes that bottle of water. There goes the mixing board right there. (laughs) But, 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 you know, God's plan allows us to feel good about noticing something unwanted as the first step in making healthy change. Mm. But if instead you turn that flashlight on yourself and, and started really beating yourself senseless about that observation... Number one, you drive the observation out of your awareness. It would become put in Tupperware, be pushed away somewhere, robbed of that information. You wouldn't have been benefited by it. Mm. Grace allows us to feel good about noticing that we've made a lot of mistakes. It's not who we are. It's where we're starting. Mm. So that's a great example there, Mike. And taking responsibility for trying to fix other people's filters. Mm-hmm can get us in a lot of deep water too can it i mean uh, well it seems how god doesn't fix us he loves us yeah Yeah. and when you think about what fixing actually entails with sheep you wonder (laughs) whether you want to be fixed or not sorry but uh hope for those of you that would be offended will not even understand what i'm saying but it's true it is not loving to fix someone it is loving to love someone where they're at now love may involve protecting you from bruising me. Mm. If you're my partner and you, because of the pressures of the economy and and all the things that are going on, maybe you're becoming more and more angry and resentful and abusive toward me. Part of being loving is protecting you from bruising me Mm. emotionally, Mm. physically, or in any other fashion as a loving thing. 
I will stop you from hurting me as a loving thing. And that takes good communication, too, doesn't it? Which, which I think, and you know, isn't it ironic that in our world where we have the, the most technology ever available ever to any imagined. other season in mm-hmm. American history, communication, communication technology is absolutely astounding. I think we're becoming worse and worse mm-hmm. at being good communicators. Well, we worship information and not don't realize that wisdom yes. and information are not the same. Mm-hmm. They're not the same. Yeah. God wants us to have more wisdom, to have the mind of God. Within uh, marriages, we, we see that so much, that, that communication hub has so many mm-hmm. uh, spokes emanating from that. And if we're not communicating well with each other, the financial stuff doesn't happen right. And the mm-hmm. managing the kids doesn't happen right. And you know, managing the home doesn't, doesn't uh, happen right. And I think uh, a, lot of our, a lot of our culture, a lot of our world just drives us away from learning what makes the other person tick and, and, and how to make sense. And sadly, them. even to care often about what the other person thinks. The intimacy. Right? When you get so bruised and upset mm-hmm. that you feel like, why should I care? Mm-hmm. Well, the reason you're caring is because it is selfish, meaning taking good care of self, to care. God made us to care. Like Elaine said, he made us to live loved and he made us to have that attitude toward those around us, to treat them as loved. That's how he made us. You know, he right, made us to care. Yeah. Right now, during these times, and you know, we were talking about end times before, mm-hmm. critical times, financial times, people are depressed right now. It seems more than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's imperative that we... Um, look at some of these issues, um, you know, being loved, loving ourselves, loving God, loving others. Um, you know, all of these See, things. loving yourself is not a self-centered act. No. Loving yourself is acknowledging who you truly are as a new creation and therefore loving Christ in you. That is loving yourself. But it's not the way people typically think of it. Mm-hmm. But it is loving yourself. I think the Apostle Paul was incredibly comfortable in his own skin. Mm-hmm. Transparent, mm-hmm. you know, but incredibly comfortable in his own skin, understanding how God had wired him. And, you know, there's a guy that had been persecuting, you know, Christians, but he, and, and he wore that as a nugget, not as a badge of honor, nor did he wear it as, uh, you know, something that weighted him down and, and he was constantly beating himself up about. You know, just incredible processing, mm-hmm. you know, that the Paul was able to attain with, you know, with God working through him and mm-hmm. and obviously being able to benefit us, uh, you know, centuries and centuries later. Mm-hmm. And that that God working inside of us, just, mm-hmm. you know, that there's just a, a surrender that needs mm-hmm. to happen when we well, do see, that. Well, see, this is what is, I think Paul is so misunderstood by non-believers and even many believers they say, oh, I could never do what Paul did. I could never be a bondservant. I could never yeah. have my whole life connected with God. That's the easy way to do it, mm-hmm. not the hard way. The more you throw yourself into the relationship, the more you lose yourself, the more you find yourself. 
I think he quoted me on that 2,000 years ago. <laughs> He's always taking quotes from me 2,000 years ago. <laughs> Maybe it's the other way around. <laughs> Jim, uh, one, of the, uh, one of the things that, that we're seeing a lot, and we touched on it uh, just a, a bit ago, is, is depression. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's rampant. And, and you know, I, I never know whether people are – self-diagnosing where they really understand what that means but mm-hmm. a lot of people are uh, they're just down mm-hmm. they're just they're feeling bad they're down a lot of them don't know why and you know mm-hmm. hey don't mention medication because that means i'm nuts and i don't want to deal with that uh how, how do you deal with that when people are just drug out they're they're spent and where do you meet them and, and how do you move them to the next uh, right where they're starting yeah that's always God's plan. You meet them where they're starting. You help them understand the difference between depression and sadness, mm. between depression and disappointment, between depression and disillusionment. Each of those is a different thing. Depression is when you try to block your feelings. Whether it be the old adage in the past was depression is anger turned inward. It can be anger, but it can also be sadness. Mm-hmm. It can also be fear, lots of things. If you block the feeling, if you put a beaver dam on the stream, that beaver, that stream that the beaver dam is now dammed up becomes stagnant, Mm -hmm. not flowing, not clean water any longer. It's now stagnant. God wants us to be flowing. Depression is the example of blocking feelings. The first thing, you know what happens when I'm talking to somebody? I tend to get to them and maybe they'll start to cry and the first thing is i told myself i wasn't gonna cry yeah. well and i always say to them you know you can talk and cry at the same time mm. what you can't do is talk and try not to cry yeah. talking and trying not to cry don't work talking and crying work just fine it's just wet And what happens is they will then label it as, I'm falling apart, I'm losing it, I'm going nuts. There's these inflammatory words when the true thing is they're having decompression. They've been under 50 pounds pressure in a 30-pound can. (laughs) The tears are one way God gave us to decompress. Now, if we decompress down to 30 from 50... That would be great. But then we add 30 more because we're so upset with ourselves for having cried. Second-order feelings become... Uh, and that's noticing what you're feeling about your feelings right. when you talk about second-order yeah. feelings. Yeah. Right. I have feelings about what I'm feeling. I have feelings about what I'm noticing. Mm-hmm. I have feelings about what I'm judging. You know, we talk a lot, Jim, uh, here about the flashlight mm-hmm. and the lantern. Mm-hmm. There's a, a new word that you oh. use. <laughs> Let's talk about the flantern. The flantern. Yes. <laughs> I, I, that came in a, in a session I was having with a couple. These two people were working like troopers. They were serious. They were dedicated. They were motivated. They were doing their homework. And they came in saying, the lantern's not working. A lantern is shining in all directions with a light of grace, half full instead of half empty. It's basically valuing. It's God's perspective. And it's not working. And I say, okay, 
So we walked through, and sure enough, they started with lanterns. Now, here's the thing. Good news, bad news. Good news, the lantern lets you see more deeply. Bad news, when you see more deeply, and then you have feelings about what you see, but those feelings are subliminal. You're not consciously aware you're even having them. So now I'm judging myself with a flashlight for what I saw with my lantern. Mm. And so it lays layer upon layer of judging on top of the lantern. So it becomes a flashlight lantern, a flantern. Interesting. <laughs> flashlight mm. lantern. Mm. And it doesn't have the same power. God's plan doesn't work without grace. It doesn't work without it. That's right. We are so quick, aren't we? Most of us, I, I am, mm-hmm. <laughs> to judge mm-hmm. ourselves. Particularly ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We do beat up ourselves mm-hmm. often, don't we? And you know, I, what I often say when somebody's in there, say, oh, I'm just beating myself up. Say, okay, let me see if I understand. So what you're saying is, you're beating up Jesus' little sister or mm-hmm. little brother. Mm-hmm. What look do you see on his face as you're beating up his little sister or little brother. Because it isn't okay with him that you're treating his little sister or brother in such a shamed way, in such a harsh, cruel way. That's not okay with him for you to be cruel to yourself, let alone anyone else. It matters how we treat ourselves. It really matters. A couple of minutes ago, you talked about performance. Mm -hmm. And uh, (laughs) I... I just want to go back to that uh, Turlock Community Fellowship uh, church that we mm-hmm. were at on on Sunday, and how you know really pure that worship was, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know. Really and was. and there have been churches that that we've been at, and and you know where afterwards people said, well, we think you should have put your Bible on the lectern instead of holding it in your hands while you preach, because it looked Please. like you were. You know, and and spoke re- with a true flashlight. Oh my and, goodness! And I remember Sorry. the first time I baptized someone. Oh, this is what kills me. You know, it's... cards and letters and complaints came in because a chest hair was showing oh, above. You know, of, of mine. You know, because the T-shirt didn't come all the way. And I, you know, sometimes I, you just want to bang your head against the wall and and say where. Where did what you thinking? <laughs> what are you thinking? <laughs> you know, and, and you don't even want to respond to that right. stuff. It just becomes so uh, disheartening to deal with it, and you just want to say, "Look, you know, can can we just see God in this? Can can we see?" see where that's he's where His words. Let those that have eyes see. Mm. Let those that have ears hear. If you're looking with a flashlight, you're going to find something wrong. Sure. Whether it's a chest hair, whether it's a Bible in the wrong place, <laughs> whether it's I don't like how your hair looks, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't like the example you used. Right. But we can destroy easily. God's plan is building, not destroying. Yeah, amen, amen. And you want you to be baptized forward, or, or and, and I think uh, you know we we experience as shepherds here. One of the neat things in this area is the prayer time that we have together. And, uh, you know, it's a small group, um, but there, there's transparency that is, and, and that didn't, you know, Jim, we talk about meeting people where they are. Uh, the shepherds didn't decide one day we're going to pray together and they were all transparent. That's right. And, and it took years 
And even when uh, a, a new shepherd is invited, you know, we find someone and, and new in town, he comes in, it's, you can always tell because a little, little bit stiff and, but boy, you start to develop a relationship with these other guys and understand I can, this is a safe place and, and we can share our, our stuff together and, 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 and uh, not have to be ashamed about it, but hold each other, uh, hold each other up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we long for that kind of relationship in our Christian walk in our culture today, but the culture seems to pull mm-hmm. pull us away from those relationships, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like a, a rubber band. You know, mm-hmm. and, and the more taut it gets, the more stressful. Uh, it just seems to me there's a tremendous pressure on the church and mm-hmm. especially on the vocational uh, minister today that that pressure is just really stretching people mm-hmm. out. And we mm-hmm. and a lot of people falling by the wayside because they this is where the care groups, the caring grace groups, the celebrate recoveries, God ways out, God's way out, right. different mm-hmm. places where people can come together and be transparent with grace. Yes. With yeah. grace is so important, particularly with all the crises that are going on today, even more so than, say, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. I had a, a, a interaction the other day and, and with someone I know. I've, been, I've known this person for a, for a long time, and um, we were talking about things, and, and uh, he said, well, you, uh, you and named two other pastors that, we kind of have a mutual accountability thing. He says, "How come I can't have that with you? I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't feel that." You know, I said, "Well, it's because we spend time together. You know, you you can't uh, create that. You no. can't orchestrate it. You can't put it in your day timer. You can't." Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no ten point it's like a chia pet. Yeah, that's right. You know, we we have to. And our, our our brother Ross Bryles here in in town has a favorite saying. He says, you know, we have to be in relationship with each other, that's right. uh, in order for mm-hmm. that trust and that and that safety to happen. It just seems like we don't. And have for that God's time. nature to be reflected, because God's mm. nature is fundamentally relational. Without yes. that instant relationship, right. is not relationship. Amen. Yes. Isn't it fun to, I mean, I, you know, here, here in this room, we can, we can say something, and even if we, we say it in a bozo way, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I know it'll be received with mm-hmm. grace, and then I don't have to be careful and work, mm-hmm. uh, walk on eggshells, you know, but, but that part of that's because that, you know, we've, we've developed been through a relationship, a and we've <laughs> been through a lot together. safety and all right? of yeah. that. This hour went by Are way we done already? We're no done, way. Guys. Oh, this no. means we have to do Man. it again, right? Absolutely. <laughs> it means the doctor will be back. Jim, we love you, and we it's thank you. It's always a pleasure. And, oh, it's our, the pleasure is ours. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening, dear friends. We appreciate you doing that as well. Be sure to join us next week. Our friends Claude and Gaylene Terry will be joining us, along with Bob and Patty Elliott. So we'll look forward to uh, that as well. Have a great week, and may God continue to bless your lives as you reach out and love others as you love yourselves.